Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. As always, I am joined by Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. And June Williams. Hello. Uh, it's been it's been uh, a few weeks since we last caught up. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but at least in terms of where we've been living, we've been put into uh, like curfew. <laughs> <laughs> Stage four. So we've just been we've been sitting home, like actually so- not doing stuff. Although June moved, so I definitely um, did stuff. Yeah, I- I've yeah, been June's, sitting at home getting paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's been pretty good. Um, but aside from that, how has everyone been? Yeah, I've been. I haven't left the house since I stopped going to work. <laughs> you haven't gone for a walk. No. You haven't gone for that? a walk? You should go huh? for walks, dude. It's great. I don't need walks. I got ring fit. <laughs> I, it, it's more about like the open uh, open slash masked air. So, uh, so uh, op- open? Open-ish. I, d- I, 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 I don't know what that means anymore. Asterisk. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is minimap.com.au's bi-weekly podcast. I said that already. Um, you can come here to find out what we think about the news that has happened the last few weeks and and the games we've been playing. Um, you can also find the stuff that we do on minimap.com.au. Uh, if you want to support us, you can head to patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, there's a few neat little perks and bonuses over there. Um but aside from that, we'll just hop right into it. Right after I shout out our music for the podcast, it's uh, music from Shook. Uh, the particular song is Moog Model D Improv from their YouTube channel, and you can find more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Um, let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm excited to to have a proper discussion about. The Marvel's Avengers beta that Jeremy and I, Jeremy and I, that Jeremy and I played on the weekend, <laughs> um, because this has been a game that you and I have, uh, Jeremy, that you and I have sort of diverged in our impressions of since PAX, where it was like, oh, I don't like it, and I didn't enjoy it, and I was like, oh, I'm optimistic, and I don't know, and we'll see, and so now we've we've played like five hours each. Um, mm. I kind of want to break it down a bit so uh yeah jeremy and i played the closed pc beta this last weekend um we both streamed it on friday night it took my computer to its knees yeah, <laughs> and it, made it, it for it a horrible my, viewing experience as well yeah um and jeremy said when he was um bouncing around twitch later that night that like like half the streams he was going to was everyone fucking with their settings trying to make it work. <laughs> there, was a um, lot, there was a lot of people having issues with that game as well, not just us. Um, but yeah, Jer- I, I guess Jeremy, what did you think? Uh, it, it's fine. Um, I it, I don't know. I still don't. This still isn't the game I think that I really wanted. Um, so so okay so when we played it at PAX I didn't like a lot about the game um there are still some things I don't like about the game a lot of my a lot of my issues were the, co- the combat didn't feel good 
um, when we played it at Apex. There wasn't a lot of weight behind a lot of moves. Um, yeah. And a lot of the characters felt pretty samey to control. Um, yeah. I still think that's partly true. I still think that a lot of the characters are very samey to control. A lot of them are just like, here's your punch and here's your range and here's your jump. Um, and here's your character move. Um, they, they like so like the characters feel better to control. Um, for example, I had a lot of fun playing as Iron Man to the point where the entire first day I actually didn't stop playing as Iron Man. Yeah, um, when I played the beta the second day, I went to play as Iron Man and he was level zero because Jeremy didn't <laughs> stop playing. We were playing together, so I couldn't play any Iron Man. Uh, it was fine. I wasn't too buzz bothered about it, but I was like, oh, now I need to level him up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also did notice I did, that I had a, not- a noticeably less amount of fun when I stopped playing Iron Man. Um, like Kamala Khan is fine to play. Um, Hulk is c- kind of boring. Um, and I don't remember who, who's the other character. Black Widow. B- Black Widow. She's, she's fine. Um, can I just interject? And I, I had a similar experience when I c- accept the other way. Cause I'd played so much Black Widow that I really got to know her skills and stuff like that. I thought Kamala was just a good average Hulk boring but then I found Iron Man really sluggish and not enjoyable and like I was just getting hit the whole time yeah yeah um I I I still think like they control a very similar a lot of it and I think that that is not really that good um considering you know the Avengers are these like larger than life characters and they're all very unique a lot of them um in terms of like their power sets and their moves and stuff, like especially in movies and comics. Um, and it, like, I think they, I think my biggest issue is they have to do so much in this game and it's too much. Like it, it, it's a very, very cookie cutter game in terms of like, everything is good. Don't you bark at me, dog. Don't you do it. Go run. Um, She's, she's been real shitty today. So, anyway, uh, quick aside, it's overcast today outside and the dog gets fucking nuts when it's overcast. She has <laughs> no idea what to do. Um, the, like, uh, the, the game does a lot of things. and I think it does too many things to the point where the things that it tries to do isn't super interesting. Um, I still don't really care for the gear system, especially because it has no impact on how you look, um, to the point where there's all of this, like, there's like some flavor text with gear pieces and there's things like different gear has different names and different pictures in the icon. Um, it might as well not. Uh, the skill tree is good. Um, but like the online aspect of the game, um, when, so when you go into missions, you, you can, if you go offline, it'll match make you with like, so it'll just give you uh, AI companions. Um, but if you go online, it'll matchmake you with other players. Uh, I didn't once want to play this with anyone I didn't know. Neither did I. And I think that's going to be a huge failing with the game of like, if they if they force you to play with other players, I don't want to do that. Um, to the point where I don't know why this is such like an online games as a service game. Uh, especially because Crystal Dynamics are not known for doing that. They're known for making like character driven story games, which are the Tomb Raider games. Um, Can I just butt in here um yeah. so speaking of the like single player story games there's a decent amount of single player story content in this so there's the opening demo that we played at pax already um which i which i will say felt better um although did have a few glitches here and there 
Um, but there's also probably about an hour of single player content after that as well. Um, like straight story content of you unlocking heroes and new areas and cutscenes and stuff like that. How did you feel in those single player story missions playing those? The writing is pretty bog standard. Um, <laughs> Troy Baker sure is fucking Bruce Banner and he sounds exactly like Troy Baker and talks exactly like Troy Baker does in every game. And like, that's fine. But also the dialogue wasn't good enough for me to really care about anything that was going um, on. Man, I, I totally disagree. I really, I really liked those cutscenes. I thought they were, they were acted really well from both of their parts. Yeah, like I thought they were like I thought I thought the acting was fine, but like what they were saying, I don't remember a single line. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's a good point. Like, like, I would say like, it's <clears throat> well acted nonsense. <laughs> yeah, like I I remember you know like uh, chuckling at I mean you know it you know, these are characters that I know because I've read like ten thousand fucking comics or whatever. Um, I don't like I think Nolan is mis- not not Nolan. Well, I, I think Troy Baker is miscast. Um, as Bruce Banner because uh, he's kind of meek and nerdy like Bruce Banner but like Troy Baker isn't usually meek he's usually quite a strong character Um, and uh, Bruce Banner isn't really that strong like he's he's got his moments but I don't see them doing that like internal demon struggle Jekyll and Hyde thing that they do in the comics because he seems to have a pretty firm grasp on the Hulk (laughs) um it throughout this entire everything that I've seen, um, uh, Nolan's Iron Man is really fucking like just the quips and the lines are so bad. Um, he's very immature. Yeah, he's he's that that really bad version of Iron Man that came around 2012, um, which got memed to hell by like very young prepubescent people. Um, that is not enjoyable to read once you. <laughs> grow up um, <laughs> um yeah i don't know it it seems like this sure does seem like a game where disney said all right you got to do all of these things um yeah. that i don't really care for um yeah i don't know i th- that spider-man game sure had a lot of heart and this sure has nine different currencies yeah, yeah um, the currencies are unreal, although they, they do kind of boil down a bit simpler than it seems when you start. Well, I mean, like they said, the beta, they were going to give you a lot more currency than you would at this point in the game, so you can test out different things. Um, so <clears throat> if it becomes grindy, I'm out. I don't have really much... I don't have really much intention to replay missions in that game, Yeah. Um, especially because the dialogue in it is like worse than Destiny's Strike dialogue, and that's saying something. Um because I, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in any of the missions. I thought that yeah, gave me no, five hours. I think it was it was interesting playing most of the missions. Like there were like three or four like proper levels, like not like in terms of the multiplayer open content. So there were like three or four kind of strike levels um, that had you going through like a larger section and you can kind of walk around the map, do a few optional objectives, get a bit a few extra, extra bits of gear. And then the main struggle would always be in like an aim, like, like, tower or underground bunker or something like that um and the shorter levels always just started you in the bunker so basically it it amounted to cool open sections forest snow desert and then back into the aim corridors back into the offices and the generators and the turbines and the you know led panels and whatever 
And even the um, outdoorsy sections are pretty, like, they're pretty samey. Like, I can think of one unique area off the top of my head in those areas, in those areas but they all look like... <clears throat> Here's a forest with a bunch of snow and a bunch of trees and like a fortress in the middle and some random scattered outposts and yep. empty space in the middle. Um, yeah, it's not like it's not like when you think back to Destiny 1 and you think of uh, the Cosmodrome and you think yeah. of that first area where you've got the sparrow through all of the crashed planes and stuff like that. Like it's so... It kind of lodges, lodges itself in your head and this... You're right, this is very... Um, it's not... It, yeah. It's yeah, by the book. You're right. Um, and I think that's, that's what happens when you make a game that has got like at least what we played four different characters um which all have different traversal um options that you need to get all of them from point a to point b um you cut there's no this is the iron man area there's no oh you need a flying character to get to this section there's no oh you need the like for example at the beginning of the game they had like that the wall which you were the hulk and you punched to get through um but every character can do that and i'm like oh okay except iron man uh, really? I ran into one of those walls and I could only break it with his ultimate the other day. Right, okay, that's weird. Um, because that's like an outlier then of the rest of the game being like I don't everybody... Know, I don't know if Black Widow can do it. I don't think I opened one of those doors with Black Widow. Right, that's odd then because like... Uh, Kamala and Hulk can. Because everybody's got like a grapple or a big jump or a fly or a stretch their arm out. Um... Uh, to the point where like because it's got to be designed for everybody it's just like it's really not interesting um i don't know i i'll get the game launch because i will but like i i don't see myself playing that game after a month two months i'm i'm similar honestly like like honestly when i played it i was like this feels way better than i remember it being and than what i was expecting and like i just oh we're getting we're getting a tour no she she ran Oh, okay. Um, like, it, it, it felt better than I expected, especially in controller when you've got the rumble. Like, the rumble felt well-tuned with all of the hits and the smacks. Uh, like, a lot of the ranged attacks I gravitated towards as well. And when you're Kamala, that just means you, like, stretch out her fist and, like, punch things. And that was fun to just do over and over again. Just go, boo, 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 boo. Like, that was silly. Um, I, think, I think the way it, it boiled down for me was I'm excited to play this and do the like level one to level 30 grind, play the story and get to the end. Like I don't, I think the end game would have to be incredibly satisfying. Um, it would have to, the loop would have to tra- change dramatic. Oh, I'm, dramatically. I'm, dramatically. All my words are mixing up. The, the, end, the, the gameplay loop would have to change drastically for me to be engaged for the end game grind. Um, either the end game content would have to be very enticing or, the, it would just have to. It would. It would have to be better than it is, um, in terms of its grinding content. But I am excited to do the level up, do the level ten mission, and then get a couple of little bits, bits of extra gear, and then do this Hulk side mission, and then do this level twelve team up mission, and then do the level thirteen. You know that kind of the 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 start to end game arc. I'm excited to do that much. I imagine I'll drop off after that, but um, playing it during that time, while it is relatively routine in terms of the combat and in terms of, um, like, it's not like each character changes dramatically uh, between each play session. Um, I am excited to play all of them, learn all of their different grapples and stuff like that. For for what it is worth, I do think they played relatively differently as well. Like, their hero ability, um, or rather, 
you've got they've got all abilities like an L one. They've got like two special abilities and, and an alt basically. Um, so one you can go invisible if you're Black Widow, or um, she's got like a like a stun blast. Iron Man's got like a a big chest beam blast, or you can call the Hulk Buster. You want a beam? <laughs> um, but the I think the the one that gets me that I like the most is their their right trigger. Their R two hero something, and it, it, it has to do hero with like the ability. hero meter. They all have different names. I got very confused by the names, but they've but it's it's this like ability meter, and you use their R two as like a as a counter. And for each yeah. of the characters, that means a different thing. For Kamala, it means she like grows big and gets out of the way. And if you hold it, then she's just bigger, a bit longer, and she hits a bit like a little bit harder. Um, for Black Widow, it's a grappling hook, and you can use it to either counter someone as they're about to attack and disrupt them and stun them. But you can also use it to close the gap mid-fight. You could just use the grappling hook, and she just goes whoop, and that's really, really satisfying. Um, and then for for Iron Man, it's tied in with like his R two is just a, like a shield, but if you use your your repulses too much, that takes away from your from your energy, and you have to punch to fill that up. So if you use your repulses too much, then you can't defend yourself close yeah, by. If, so it's this really interesting push. If you have too much fun, they make you stop having fun and have to punch everybody. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't uh, I don't see that. Like they're balancing they're balancing the different ways. They don't want you they don't want Iron Man to be an only blaster character. They want you to be doing the, his whole move set, right? Like that's that's just a design thing. I don't know. Five hours in, I thought I've, I've, I have experienced everything that game has to show me. I don't see them introducing anything new that makes me like, go, yeah, this part was great. What can you spend your currency on? Every a lot of so a lot of different um, uh, different upgrades on pieces of gear to make them yeah. stronger. You get um, like a chest piece upgrade currency, and the 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 headpiece upgrade currency and the leg mm. piece upgrade currency. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> instead of making it just, like, weapon components that you can use to upgrade all of your thing, it's like, yeah. So it looks overwhelming and then you're like, oh, these are just these are just all the same thing. It's just they can only go towards the certain chess pieces. or the. You, you also have artifacts, um, which are just, like, crystals that do different things and those upgrade with, like, the crystal currency. Um, the main kind of currency that you use to like buy things from the store is stuff that you get for doing the daily objectives and weekly objectives with each character. Um, but that you need a lot more of to buy anything in the store. And that's this, the, the cosmetics and stuff that you buy is all going to be stuff that obviously you can buy the currency for to spend with real money. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't care. Like I, it, like it, I, I don't want to be mean, but the like thing I think is, this, the game you, didn't make me feel anything, and I am like the biggest Avengers fan that I know. Like I have a signed photo of me and Stanley Lee. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've been to multiple midnight screenings of Marvel movies and have read so many comics, and like, I, I don't care, um, and that's a shame. Um, because I really want to care about an Avengers game published by Square Enix. Um, and, like, the story, like, I don't care also because it's just, like, 
oh, Captain America died and we've got to redo the Avengers, except Captain America is totally not dead because you play as him in the first mission um, and there's already photos of like the... <laughs> the Verizon Captain America comic that you can, uh, sorry, the Verizon Captain America skin, as in Verizon, as in the competitor to AT&T, the phone company in America. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like three quarters of the way through the game, we're going to see Cap's alive and we're going to play as him. Um, but like... Which I'm excited I, for, honestly. I liked playing as Cap in the opening mission. Yeah, so. like that was cool. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. That plus the the Spider Man thing on PS uh, on PlayStation. Um, so yeah, I think that's been announced since the last episode, which we probably mentioned. Um, they have announced that Spider Man is going to be a PlayStation exclusive character um, in the game, yeah. which a lot of there's, there's been a massive Sucks. amount of backlash for, but they have not backed down at all. So it is definitely going to be happening. Um, it's not even PS4 Spider Man. It's just Spider Man only on PS4. It's like. <laughs> It's in a separate universe of the Marvel game, so the Marvel's good Spider-Man game. Um, yeah. So what are we doing June, were you here? Gonna, were you going to say something just before? Nah, it's all right. Jeremy answered his own question. What oh, I was going to oh, say. Okay. Cool. <laughs> was it? Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just like the thing is, you do care a lot though about mm-hmm. it, obviously, yeah. because you've been talking about this game ever since it was announced. But you're right. It's like when you care about it so much that you want it to be good that you keep caring about it, but you can't care about it when it's bad. Yeah, yeah. like like the, that like the Batman games, for example, the Arkham games. I love all three of those games, honestly. Like Arkham Knight, less so, but like I still really really enjoy that game. Um, Arkham like uh, Arkham City and Arkham Asylum are fantastic games with a great story and tons of really good like Batman shit in it. Um, and I don't, I'm not even like a huge Batman fan, but those games are so, so fucking good. Um, I, like, I, yeah. The one thing, Jeremy, I would say, like I, what, something you said was like, it didn't make me feel anything. The one thing it made me feel was fun. Like I had fun. I had a good time playing it and I had, I had a good time playing it with you as well. I had a good time playing it with someone. I, I have no interest in playing this game without playing it with you, Kerry. If you're not playing that game, I'm not going to bother playing it. Cute. I'll play it with you because I'll have fun with you. You know, because I need, I need, I need, I need you someone need to laugh at my jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's like it's like this game would be so like so. I have a lot of fun playing with Destiny with my friends, and I don't play a lot of. I play a little bit of Destiny on my own. But only when I'm like going for something. I I don't do yeah. a lot of just like routine stuff at Destiny on my own. Yeah. Um, but Destiny has that really good balance of it knows how to pl- do the it knows how to be the game that you don't need to think about, and it knows how to be the game you have to think about. Um, Apex as well, honestly, I can autopilot yes. Apex and I can think about Apex and I can have fun in both versions. I don't know if Marvel's Avengers is a game that I can think about and enjoy. I, I would agree with that. It's a pretty, like, shamelessly vacant, yeah. um, just kind of pass away the time kind of game. And there is a place for that. There is, like, there, there's a time and a place for it. And it's a shame that they're not doing more with an Avengers game. But at the same mm. time, they wouldn't get us in if it wasn't Avengers for this kind of game. And I think yeah, and getting the, getting pulled in to do this kind of brawling rock and, rock'em sock'em, just clear the robots, move on to the next room kind of room. I don't mind having an excuse to play something like that. It's a shame it's not better, but I'm happy with how good it is for how much I'm willing to invest in it, which is not much. <laughs> I, th- I think it's also like 
they announced this game in 2014, 15? No, it was like 2016, I think. I don't, I don't think it was that late. I was in, I remember being in, I think I just came out of high school when it was announced. Avengers um, teaser trailer game. Uh, project uh, January twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. Is that really? Yeah. Was it, was so it, it was it was a year and a half before we got the A Day trailer at E three. Wait 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 wait. No, because we got the A Day trailer last year at E three. Yeah. I th- I think and then yeah we didn't really get anything until last year. If I put in twenty eighteen, nothing comes up. So it, it's because it was two and a half years from teaser trailer to gameplay. That's that's why you're right. looking forward to it for so long. Yeah. Um, well, I, it was two and a half years before we knew what the game was. Like they yeah. they had not mentioned that it was a games as a service game. And all, I think all we knew was that it was Crystal Dynamics and it was Avengers game, which yeah. led with, with everyone ideas. to think, "Oh, this is going to be an excellent single player story game." Everyone's imagination went wild for two and a half years, off yeah. the back of watching things like Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame and all the ones in between that everyone loved. Yeah. And it also was like, like I, I remember like really early on when they, when Crystal Dynamics and IDEOS Interactive were like put out like job listings for like online developers. Um, and I remember everyone went like, oh God, I hope it's not an online game. Um, I remember like people talking about way back then and they, they sure did stay that course. But I think... This like Avengers also falls into another conversation, which is I'm so fucking sick of games as a service games coming out and me having to wait for a year for them to be good. Um, <laughs> I'm so fucking over it. I'm so being I'm so over being apathetic towards a game of it might be good when we make it good when we actually do things that are good and fun as opposed to putting out a foundation because whatever publishing deals they have with companies that make a billion dollars say you need to have them out by this time and this date. Um, I'm over it. Like it's every like Fallout 76, Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 honestly. Um The Division 1, um The Division 2 yeah. kind of less so. I think people seem to like that game more at launch. Warframe. Warframe is another um Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh I, I you know I, For the, Honor. For Honor, yeah. Like I Siege. It's not like I don't want to fucking spend full price for this. Well, maybe that's maybe year. that's the lesson. Maybe that's the lesson. Don't don't spend full price on it. Wait the year, and then you can experience it all at once when it is good. Like maybe that's the lesson to draw from this. <sighs> I know I that's, that's, that doesn't work with Jeremy because that's not the way Jeremy likes to enjoy <laughs> <Yeah>. his media. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I no. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's Avengers gets a no from me. Marvel's Avengers gets a yeah. For me. <laughs> like, yeah, full stop. Like, cut and dry. <laughs> um, wait, how long have we been going here? Where's our, where's our timer at? Okay. 27 minutes. Yeah. That's a, that's a decent Avengers section. I thought it'd be going for way longer. Um, <laughs> um, let's, let's have a quick little uh, breather here. I, I, and I'll, I'll come in with the games I've been playing. Um, so I wanted to... I wanted to talk about last week. I haven't played this in a, in a few weeks now, and I, I played it last week, but I didn't get the time to mention it. But I played the new Super Hot 
expansion expand-alone game. This is the one they were making as the expansion and it grew too big and it was going to be something else and they turned it in and they had to pare it down. It's a whole thing. But anyway, this is Super Hot Mind Control Delete. It was free for anyone who owned the original Super Hot before this new one came out. Um, I really liked the first Super Hot. I kind of played it and I was like, yeah, that's decent. It's cool. Uh, the thing that I absolutely love about Super Hot is Super Hot VR, which I can't play because I don't have VR, but that is hands down one of the best VR experiences I've ever had. Um, and so coming back to Mind Control Delete for probably the first time in like three years since I played the original, um, this I should love this game, and I don't. <laughs> Can you play this one in VR as well? No. No. No, so this is just the standard game in sort of a different format. So it's the first-person controls, time moves when you move, so time standing still almost. It's like crawling forward when you're, not, when you're standing still. And everything's trying to kill you, so it's it's all about like picking up the gun, throwing it at the person so they drop their sword. You pick up the sword out of their hands, you kill them, you throw it at the next person, and it's kind of this strategy game. You're dodging bullets at the same time, and then when you do it, it plays it all back to you in real time, and it makes it look like you did this incredible like like kung fu movie like incredible choreography. Um, Super Hot does this. Uh, sorry, Mind Control Delete, the new one, does this. Um, takes that formula and throws it into a roguelike structure that of um, starting a run basically and you've got lives you've got like an amount of hits and you've got to get through a certain number of rooms to get to the end of the run and then you like unlock different abilities that you can use in the different rooms when you go and I it I don't think it works that so the, the, the way it works is they load you into one of about 10 rooms um, so rather than having discrete levels in the first game this has like 10 rooms and you can start in like different locations um, after playing like an hour, I started to recognize the spawns and I started to recognize the locations. And I'm like, oh man, I'm just stuck here. And I'm like, here I am in the disco thing again. Here I am in the factory. Here I am in the alleyway. And and I just loading in those those same levels over and over again really took took the shine away from it. And I I didn't want to keep playing i just i just turned it off one day and i never turned it back on again which is really i'm really surprised by i don't think it's a bad game i think if you really really love the loop of super hot it's totally fine but this it the the roguelike nature roguelike which which speaks to my soul you know like yeah, i've played you, so you, many roguelikes for hundreds of hours roguelike games <laughs> i know <laughs> this just this is just like i'm gonna play something else <laughs> Do you think it needs more variety or is it just like the core concept of Superhot doesn't work? Like what if what if they had like, you know, I'm just throwing a random number out here. 50 different spawn locations in uh, like 50 different rooms, like 50 spawn locations each in different rooms or different enemy types in different rooms. And if, if it felt different every time, do you reckon that would work better? I think it would work better. Like I, I think what the issue is, is I felt like I played the content. And this, for a game that was made to be sort of a first-person puzzle shooter, like, I feel like I've played the puzzles. Right. And and I'm just doing the same puzzles over and over again. Because that's what that's the foundation of this game. How much was it? Uh, well, I got it for free because I owned the first one already. Right, okay. So I'm like, like you know, I'm not, I'm not too bummed about it. It's like, yeah. it's like 20 or 30 bucks. It's not, you know, not going to break the bank. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, it's, it's super annoying. Like they do cool things. Like you can unlock like a like an ability once you get hit. Like you explode shurikens out of you, so that sort of like saves you for a run, and then you can pick up the shurikens and whatever. Um, but 
none of it was enough to like keep me coming back. So yeah, I was a little surprised and disappointed by that one. Mm. Um, and then yeah, the other thing we've been playing, Jeremy and I, um, is Halo One, Two, and Three uh, in the last three <laughs> weeks. Not so much the last couple of weeks because like with Avengers and stuff like that and Destiny Solstice event. Um, but yeah, Halo One, Two, and Three. I'm I'm finally playing these campaigns for the first time, all the way through, under, listening to the dialogue, understanding the the lore, or at least how much lore they give you. Um, these stories are awesome. <laughs> these games are sweet. Um, you know, it's really cool sci-fi stuff. Um, and like, there's there's lots of stuff that makes you think about. It. It's like, oh, why would they do this? And what and what does that mean? And like, like if, if I finish a Halo gameplay session, I'll go to bed or I'll, you know, go make dinner and I'll be sitting there like chopping an onion thinking about <laughs> what it, what the prophet said and what, what does that mean? And, and when they went through the warp tunnel, why were they there in the first place? And like, what means the ring, the ring's been tested 40 million times in one actual time. What does that mean? <laughs> so there's lots of cool stuff. And it's funny because I ask all these questions when I'm playing with Jeremy and he's like, I can't answer that question yep. for you because you don't want spoilers. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it sounds like a lot of the questions they don't ever actually answer and they just kind of leave it to the novels and to later games in the series and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't some, know. Some games, like some of the, like the, they answer the most important questions. Um, they, they, I think they answer too many questions in the newer games. Um, but they, they give you everything that like, if you played just one, two and three um, and you didn't read any of the extra stuff like I did um, for a long time, you you know that is a that is a meat and potatoes meal that is everything that is that is everything you'd need in a meal and you'd feel no longer hungry yeah um so it yeah yeah i yeah saying this i haven't finished 3 yet so yeah um but it was cool playing 1 1 and 2 especially with the anniversary uh graphics ability to swap mm. back between the original graphics and the remastered graphics at the flip of a switch especially with 2 when you could do it in the cutscenes um, two was really gorgeous. It was like watching like the JJ um, uh, Star Trek movies with all the like the like the like the hard camera zooms in like <laughs> space battles. Yeah. It's like Master Chief's f- flying through space and then someone tightens the zoom on the lens. It's like hang on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty sweet. I'm 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 finally glad to have played through them. And what it makes me really glad not glad. But what it makes it really excited to play is um. Halo 4 and 5, because those are games that I haven't played any of. Like, I haven't touched those games at all. I haven't played the story. Whereas, I, you know, I'd done a mission or two of Halo 1, and I'd played Halo 3 at some point, and I'd always touched the other ones and had some idea of something. I'm so excited to play and make my own opinions of 4 and 5, like, coming mm. from, like, like, a knowledge base. Um, but, yeah, those games are good. And it's good because Halo 3 has got four-player co-op, which we should do. Um, mm. uh, Halo, you know Halo 5 doesn't have co-op at all? What? No, it does have co-op. It doesn't have, like, single-room co-op, but, like... I don't... Because mm, they made a big online? deal because each each team has... Because, remember, they've got... Um, uh, Master Chief has his own team of people with him. And and Locke has his own team of people with him, and that's be- oh, so that's that right. everyone in the in the campaigns could have their own character. That's right. That's, that's right. Like can, there's no there's no one, couch co-op on Halo Five. That's yeah. right. 
Yeah, there's that's no split a, screen. That's a damn shame. Yeah. I'm so excited Infinite to figure Web. out why people say 5 is a bad game. Like, I'd love to do that. Although it's not on PC, so I don't know how I'm going to do it. But yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> Buy an Xbox One original. I'm never going to do that in your life. <laughs> All my life. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been playing. Uh, Kerry. Yeah, I don't know. What? Do you want a good roguelike? Me? Because I got the game for you. Sure. You should play Post Void. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, Post Void is a roguelike game. Um, that's what I've been playing. Uh, Post Void is a first-person game with overwhelming visuals, like incredibly, like really intense camera shake, and it's like it's that like high resolution, like it's not high resolution, but high fidelity pixel, um, like really hard-edged pixel first-person shooter games. Um, and the, like, uh, like it's so cool. Cause the, so the boss, the, the boss, the, the level design, it looks like <laughs> windows 95 screensavers. Um, like, do you remember that, do you remember that screensaver, which is like a maze that you are like going through and you go out to the edge and you like do it like a sharp turn, right. And you like, you go to like the, like a, like an end and then it'll spit around and then go back again. And there's like these things going on the roof and the ceiling. You ever remember that at all? No. Uh, it's you should I remember oh. I remember the pipes and I remember the like swirls. Uh it is such a look. It is such a fucking like really good intentional look. Um I'm gonna quickly load up the trailer and just post and just like screen share. Um because it is so so cool. How do I how do I screen share? Did anyone else ever used to look at the, the pipes like screenscape screen screenscaver mm. to sit there and watch it? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, whoa, and it's gone off screen. And now it's coming, it's coming back over there. It's like, that was cool. This working? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like really, really intense visuals. And you've got like a, you've got oh like a God. head that drains as time goes on. Um, and if it drains all the way to the end, then you lose the run. Um, uh, and you get uh, more... Um, head juice by killing enemies and so you just gotta go as fast as you possibly can um uh, there's not like a there's not a lot of uh, abilities a lot of them are like you know you'll change your weapon from a pistol to a shotgun or you get like more bullets in the chamber or like quicker reloading or you can walk backwards faster um but the levels are so like the levels are like a maze and the rooms are really small and the corridors are really really tight and so you just feel like doom like yeah, like you feel like you're just constantly mm-hmm. fucking moving. Um, it's rad. It's so, so cool. It's like five bucks. Huh. You, sh- you should buy and play that game because it rules. Um, uh, oh God, I don't know how to change my camera. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, you want a roguelike that feels different every time. It's that one. <laughs> uh yeah, so what, people, what, should, what, people should play what that game. Brought your attention to it. Uh, Dave Oshry of um, the like the Maximum Action and Dusk and the guy that makes the the old school Doom Quake style games. Um, the, the the head of New Blood Studios. Um, he retweeted it. <laughs> That's how I saw it. Right. Um, cool. Uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing. So I beat Red Dead 2. Finally. June is awake. 
Um, I'm nodding. I'm nodding. <laughs> um, I spoke to you a little bit about it, June. Um, but it's yeah, that chapter five is that the one where you go? Okay, so spoilers for that game loosely. It's been uh, out for it's been out for a long. I don't even know how. Like I've said it multiple times. I don't know how you avoided spoilers this long because it's been out so like for ages, and everyone knows the main spoiler by now. So I I've, think st- I've still ahead. avoided spoilers. I don't know main spoiler. Should I duck, should I duck out for five minutes? <laughs> Are you ever gonna play this game, Carrie? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I'm gonna not, like. <laughs> no. Okay, so like I could talk about this game without talking about the end. Um, okay. Uh, but. What I will talk about is which is the Guama chapter? Chapter the six chapters. I think it's chapter five. Chapter five, right? Okay, that part of the game sucks. Um, <laughs> that that part of the game took the wind out of my sails. And if I didn't already say to myself I was going to finish that game, I might not have. Um, How many times did you have to say that to yourself, Jeremy? I'm going to finish this game tonight. By the way, oh, like <laughs> like a bunch of times. This was after like a that. week straight. So so like like that was like the, all all of the times I said that was after this section. Um, thankfully, think, fa- thankfully that section it didn't it wasn't very long. It like but, it's short, but when but, it's, but when you're there. When you're there, you don't know how long it's going to be. And it's, I think it's yeah. the start of the chapter. So you're like, if this is the, fo- the whole fucking chapter, and like the chapters go yeah. for, you know, up to 10 hours. Like Longer, of, of even. Like chapter gameplay, is so long. Of story gameplay. Like, I, I, if I had to play 10 hours on Guama, I think I would have also probably put it down. Yeah. Um, so... Is that because happens- of the story they're telling, or is the gameplay boring, or is the setting unimaginative? Like, So Guama is an this. island in Cuba. Um, which you oh, just go, yeah you you go there for like a, a, a job goes wrong as they do in games which is all about heists um, yeah and it goes really really wrong and so you hide on a boat um, that's just about to leave so you can get the fuck uh, out of that city and then the boat goes and you get attacked by a storm and you this get is ship- the this is the Trevor goes to Michael's hometown in GTA Five section of the game uh, you, you obviously played more of that story than I did. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so you're on a Cuban island, which is like got uh, like a, like an occupation, and there's um there there are Cuban militia as well, which you side with, um, and you get involved in their civil war, basically. Um, oh. And I'm sitting here going like, this game is all about little people and like things that happen. Like this game is all about what the world is changing and he's the little people that are involved. And then all of a sudden you're fighting for like um, some militia that you've just met um, because you want to get off the island. But yeah. I think what got me, what, what made me, what made me not like it was, you know, I signed up for specifically uh, a very um, movie style version of Cowboys and like it wasn't like that's just not a cowboy section at all it's not anything to do with cowboys really it's not why yeah. I, I want to play that game i don't know yeah and, and like even like i think arthur said because like because dutch is the one that's like come on arthur we gotta we gotta really fight for these guys and i, yeah. I like this guy a lot and like arthur's like what are we doing here dutch and in my mind i'm like yeah what are we fucking doing here like can i go back to the west please um, I think I think it sets for up like six, seven missions, and the missions are long. I think it sets up Dutch's character and his uh, inevitable end of story. Yes, um, a little bit, but I think they could have done that in a better way. Yeah, like I, I think um, 
like that section is it's, it, that section is just fat. Um, there, there is there is plot here and there's direction here which I really liked, but yeah. it takes so long to get through it, and there's so much of it which didn't need to be in it. Um, like like I said, like I think it should be two missions max. Um, you can have a third mission. You can have like a third optional mission there if you really wanted to say if you're someone that really liked that section, you could stay there a little bit longer. Um, so you kind of want it to be like a really quick like quick like a really quick like snap in like suddenly they're here a few character want- moments and then suddenly suddenly we're back it's like things have been different and they've been messing around but you don't have to go through the the act of them messing around like i appreciate them breaking the formula of the game a little bit but i wanted them to like direct it um i I've been thinking about this since the since I finished the game, and part of me because I'm kind of writing an article about Red Dead um, and about how I've beaten the game, and I don't feel like I ever want to play that game again. Not because it's bad, but because I'm done, and that's okay, and I don't want to finish everything because that like I've said my goodbyes to that game, um, and that game has said its goodbyes to that setting, and it almost feels a little bit unjust for me to continue playing there, um, and. What I've been thinking about is I don't know if Red Dead being an op- an, an as open world game as it is helps it. Um, I wonder if that game would benefit from being a more direct game or at least have the option to explore but ha- allow me to go from mission to mission like more direct, like allow the missions to flow from each other. Um, I don't like maybe don't do mission starts. Maybe have always the next waypoint, but I can still explore the world if I want to. Like, That's interesting. Yeah, like I think starting a mission and ending a mission, while is good for bookends and good for like you know mission complete. Here's some XP. Here's some little extra stuff that you got or whatever. Um, I maybe don't know if that game needs to be as open as it is. Um, but like there's a there's a lot of open world games I feel about that as well. Um, there's a lot of open world, there's a lot of open world games I don't finish. Um, so I don't know. Like I'll, for example, like I think Skyrim would benefit from that. But I know a lot of people really loved how open Skyrim felt all the time. Um, so I don't know, June. What do you what do you think about them apples? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I would make it smaller. I think I like the world as big as it was because you could take your time with it. Um, and that was the appeal. I think for me, at least I know obviously some people don't think that way, but, um, for me, like I really enjoy that game because I really enjoy that setting and to Mm. be in that setting in different places in that setting for as long as I was because it was so big. Like, I think that I probably wouldn't change that personally. Yeah, like I think like the size of the world and like the, the like a lot of the stuff I wouldn't change. Like I I appreciate the time that game gives you to breathe. Um yeah. like I I I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I've mentioned it to basically everybody that I know that the the Jacob Geller video about Red Dead 2 um is phenomenal and I frequently think about it. Um and like he he goes into like why that game allows you to breathe in the openness of the game and stuff, um, as well as the the other portion of the map which you don't visit until the very end of the game, um, which I think is really cool. But 
I, I think maybe then that game almost needs like a like a guided mode. Like allow me to get right into those beats without the the awkward breaks and the awkward like like the the awkward like stiltedness of going to Guam or the awkward like there there are certain things in that game like all of the all of the Native American part at the end was like what is all of this like this is like this game's supposed to end like what is this new story and this new chapter that they're introducing that is kind also like like side note like some of it like really problem like really like <laughs> Arthur comparing himself to like the uh, America's treatment of uh, Native American Indians is not is not something that was good um I don't know that game that game does too much and I, a lot of like it's a shame when it when it missteps because a lot of that game is really good um that it makes me go like oh just get rid of that stuff that you did poorly like just yeah. make that game a solid 10 for me um <laughs> I don't know. There's also the first Rockstar game that I've finished. Um, so I probably feel this way about a lot of Rockstar games, which also just means that maybe those games aren't just for me. I'd be curious to see what you think of Red Dead 1 because it is such a smaller game. Um, right. And I feel like it is probably a little bit more streamlined in that regard. Mm. Some part of Red Dead 1 is, and I think it's part of the Rockstar formula. When you were talking, Jeremy, about how you know you want to just go from point to point to point, you're a bit sick of the mission start, mission end... And also the like fight, like doing random things for random people. I played Red Dead 1 last year, um, maybe the year before, I'm not sure, but recently. Um, and I was struck by how I was just doing, for the story, to progress the story, I had to do, it's like, it gives you like four or five missions or like three character like lines to go through. Like you go talk to this character, this character, this character. They've got three missions for you each, that's nine missions, and then you can do the big main mission with the sheriff and that progresses the main storyline to help you find the members of the gang i think that's what one is Um, that's what that's what two does as well and it's like so many times it's like i gotta i gotta talk to this 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 guy who's sitting by a grave talking to ghosts and he wants me to go pick something that he calls hell's foot and (laughs) You go into Armadillo and you say to someone, what the hell's Hell's Foot? And they're like, oh, it's like, it's a plant. And you go and pick three plants and then you take it back to this shirtless, shoeless guy in the cemetery who's just talking random weird shit at you and you give him the plants and, like, that took 20 minutes and that's a story mission? Like, like there's so much <laughs> random shit in not just Red Dead 1, but also um, in all... Rockstar games like when you play GTA 4 there's always the mission where it's like go to the internet cafe and and you know look at porn and or like like it's just like random shit it's like I don't why are you making me do this? Like, why isn't this a side mission <laughs> like and why 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 are you making it so that I have to do this for the storyline because this is so benign <laughs> I, like, I wonder yeah. if I wonder if like um the the thing about the missions stopping and then starting again i i think like i don't really mind that because i feel like it it feels more i think it's annoying having to you know you say you stop the mission in valentine and the next mission is you know on the other side of the map and you have to like travel all the way there start the next mission which is you know in that's like i think that adds uh, a more realistic life to the game like you I have to you have to travel that distance mm. and take that journey with arthur to you get will to the get next distracted. 
Yeah, yeah. And I like, I don't know, I don't, I think if you got rid of that, it would be much different to what it is. It, it would be really different. I think, like, I do really like tripping and falling into something that I hadn't, I had no idea what, that was there. Um, mm. For example, Carrie, do you remember that? Do you remember when we were playing and there was that random person that we bumped into and they were like, hey, want to come to my house and drink with my wife? And I <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, sure, that sounds fun. And then you go there and they like knock you out and tie you up and steal all your shit. Their brother and sister. <laughs> put you in the grave. Yeah, yeah, they put me in the grave. And I so I, I went back to the house and I, instead of, I like, I think I killed the wife and then tied no, up No, 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 you killed the guy. I killed the guy the and I tied up the grave. wife and I, I, I brought her back to the grave and I dropped her there. Um, the game didn't give me anything for that apart from my own damn satisfaction. Um, <laughs> but I think, I don't know, like a lot of the time it's like, you know, there's a mission where you rob a bank and it goes poorly um, and the entire, you shoot up like the entire town of Valentine um and so you got you go back to camp and you gotta like fuck we gotta go like they are really close to us we gotta get out of here and so you go somewhere else and then i just went to the nearest post office and paid off the bounty and everything was fine yeah um and it was like 100 bucks and throughout the game arthur's like well we can't go back to valentine because you know we shot up the place it's fine i I paid it off yeah and in my mind i'm like i got drunk there and i've done like two missions (laughs) for the sheriff like like we're we're good um maybe that would have been cool if they didn't if that like I understand they're trying to play, play that into the bounty system, right? Like they're trying to tie the story into the into their mechanics. Yeah. What if it was just like this bounty that you couldn't pay off? Like it was like, like they, ten thousand dollars. They they yeah. do that for for Blackwater, right? They do. Um, you can't go to Blackwater at all because the, you fuck up the game at the start, and that's oh, your like right. the well, first like bounty, and you just even. can't. Yeah, like at this, that's the, the start of the game, and um, you can't go back there. I guess it's also in New Austin's, which is the epilogue, but like. Yeah. They cut that area off for you, but they I could have done that. They could have done that with Valentine, but I guess that's probably the thing with Valentine though is that like that's chapter three, right? When you do that, and that's that long chapter you were saying, Jeremy, because Valentine's you know, chapter one. Valentine's two. Isn't the snow in two? No, the no, snow is one. In one. Oh, okay. chapter, so chapter Val- two Valentine's is Valentine's after that. Horseshoe Overlook. Horseshoe Overlook. Yeah, and because each each chapter is a different location you move to. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, Anyway, it's it's early, right? Like it's early enough that when Jeremy and I played it when it came out, like yeah. we went to Valentine. Um, yeah. Like it's that's cool because you can like go there, be neutral, then fuck it up, and then not yeah. be able to go there. You know, like it sounds like Blackwater kind of happens with or without your input. Yeah. Um, and you don't get to experience it prior to you fucking it up. Like I don't know, yeah. that could have been a cool moment. Like this game doesn't want you to miss anything. Like this game wants you to always have the option to go back and and go do something, and I think that's antithetical to what the game is saying, which mm-hmm. is like time's running out. Like Arthur, like I talk about this in the article, Arthur and Dutch are constantly talking about the world is changing and there's no room for us in the world, um, and yet the game openly gives you every opportunity to do everything and save the entire West. Um, they keep you know, they keep talking about how they're being pushed out of of that that area and then yet yeah. you can go back to that area and it's still fine yeah like this, the story's always like we're burning like so many bridges we're not gonna have anywhere to go um yeah. and arthur's whole uh dutch's whole uh, intention his his goal of the game is to get us out of america to tahiti um where they can live a life that they can finally enjoy and not be on the run um, and yet I'm never on the run because I, you know, like I always, I always have a lot of money and so I always pay off my bounties. And so like the entire game is open to me. Um, and there's, there's a, there's a hell of a lot of Luro narrative dissonance in, in <laughs> Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. 
it makes me want to like this this conversation really makes me want to play a game an open world game that focuses on story like that which is an incredibly which is an incredibly large scope of a game so like this probably won't ever happen but i want to play a game where the world starts getting locked off from you like that whole that whole idea of getting pushed out of the west like people actively seeking you out if you're in an area and like making it so that that area is in completely hostile to you and then if you want people to explore that world map either have an online mode where it's totally free that you can do that mm. rockstar or like <laughs> when you finish the game everything kind of open kind of opens up it's like you finish the story feel free to explore the areas you weren't able to before the side missions are all open to you the bars are all open to you whatever I have a video game for you, Gary. It's called Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yep. Yeah, because you, you have all the reputation with the factions in that thing. Yep. Yeah, and so there are like games where you like you can um, in that game in spoiler in, in one of the many runs of spoiler uh, spoilers New Vegas Fallout New Vegas, <laughs> um, uh, you can destroy the 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 brain of um, New Vegas, the city. Um, to the point where, like, they will never accept you, I, I believe. Um, or you can also take over that town and run it, um, yeah. which is one of the options which most people don't do. Um, and you can just, like, com completely fuck up a faction and not be able to go there. Um, yeah, I don't, I, Obsidian make great RPGs. Um, yeah. I'm so excited for their fantasy RPG that won't be out for another four years. What do you mean? Grounded just came out. <laughs> I made a vowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Red Dead 2 is still good, but it it could have hit harder in a lot of places. Um, I think it was... Uh, okay, I can't talk about that. I'll talk to you about that later. Uh, okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting a little long in the tooth here, but I do want to hear your impressions of the other games on your list, Jeremy. Uh, I mean, Ring Fit, I don't have a whole lot to say apart from Nintendo once again tricked me into doing exercise. Um, and how is it? Did it work? It's great. It's really good. Um, it, it, is a, it is a full-on workout that makes my muscles sore the days after I do the workout, um, mm -hmm. which is a sign of a good workout. Uh, multiple times I wake up and I went to like, you know, I'm laying down as you do when you sleep. And then I go to sit <laughs> up and all of a sudden my abs are like, oh, ow, ow. Um, like, hello, I exist. Yeah, they're like, oh, I forgot about you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's good. I I like the 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 game part of that game is also good. Um, yeah, and it's not too much. Um, but it's just enough. Yeah. Um, I, I'm up to World Five now. Um, I have, but I just want to shout out World Four, which is the Sportins. Um, yeah, which are so funny. And so silly, and so like they don't they don't have dialogue that is spoken, but if they did, they would constantly be yelling, and that's very funny. Yeah, um, the land of Sporta. Yes, uh, I remember when when Kerry was playing it, he said that it still feels like a chore, as in like you go, you have to go, and it still feels like exercise. I should say, like as in like you, it's kind of a chore to go and put on the ring fit and and do it. Do you feel I like have, that as well? I I have changed my opinion have on you? that in recent days. Mm. Being in lockdown, I have been able to do it more frequently as well. So it has been a bit easier for me to just do it. So yeah. maybe it's just, just me. Well, I mean, like it's that's like a. I I think that's more of like a like a a, a mental response to like doing an exercise routine. Yeah. Um, whereas like going to a gym for me and not thinking about it 
like I'm also very comfortable doing that. Like I'm comfortable turning off my mind while I exercise. Um, yep. Rigfit doesn't allow me to do that, but I also the the what what they give my mind, like the the tasks they give my mind to do while I'm exercising are also fun that I can enjoy that as well. Um, yep. I think it's actually really really good. Like I think it's actually extremely well crafted to be accessible to any to my mind in any state. Um, and like as well as like it being like a good exercise i think it's actually like a, a very very underrated game i um, i agree and i think that you can see that through its demand these last mm. few months like yeah <laughs> it's it's also quite welcoming like they never they never make you feel bad for not doing it um and they never like they're quite um like the the, the main like here's a, the 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 complete pinnacle version of them doing this. The main villain is not like fat. Um, the main villain is not like an overweight character. The main villain is also buff, but is just like ego. Um, and yeah. they don't they don't demonize um, different body shapes or anything like that. It's never about that. It's always like about it's just about like becoming fit as a like good thing for you to do. Um, so it's like that stuff is really good. There's never like an enemy that's like, you know, eating French fries or having like, uh, you know, like a milkshake or whatever. It's all about like, <laughs> like the, like the saying... enemies you fight of like dumbbells and frogs that are possessed. Um, and oh God, I, I fucking love those frogs. They look so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say like, there's no, there's no equivalent of like when you're playing Catherine and like the boss is like a baby. <laughs> with like a chainsaw for hands <laughs> with a chainsaw yeah yeah they handle that stuff really well um yeah ring fit's good um put ring fit in smash brothers um uh and yeah the last thing i've been playing is microsoft flight simulator um i i sure did leave my computer on for 12 hours while that downloaded because um, <laughs> that game is 127 gigabytes uh but uh, I don't know if you know June do you know anything about no, okay nothing. so so it just came out they haven't put out one in a long time and this one includes the entire earth um, <laughs> like, and when I mean the entire earth I mean literally the entire world is in this game um, and they use AI to generate buildings um, at the correct and like use terrain data and everything that Bing Maps uses and like satellite data yeah like it uses like there's a reason that game is so big can you and fly over the places that you can't see in Google Earth as in like North Korea I don't know I haven't flown there yet um, <laughs> that's what I want to know um, although I did see something incredible so so because it uses a lot of AI data some of the stuff gets wrong so Buckingham Alice looks like like 80s apartment buildings um, <laughs> but I don't know why. June, do you know about Grover House? No. It's... So, Kara, do you know about Grover House? I don't think so. Okay. Both of you, when this is done, you need to read, like, the... This is, like, internet... Like, this is, like, an internet, like, staple. Is the guy who went on Something Awful, uh, something awful Forums about the house that he was building... Oh, and, wait. I do, I do know this. I yes, do, actually. Yes. I saw the tweet thread about this. Yes. Okay. Yep. So... So for those who don't know, Grover House is a house that was being built by someone on something awful, something awful forums who then kept on asking questions and giving updates about the house he was building, was making every single mistake in the book, and whenever <laughs> any, anyone was like, you need to get a professional to do this, he just did it himself anyway. <laughs> it's, 
And there's so the many house- things that are very uncomfortable about that house. Th- th- there's a chapter in the thread called Load Bearing Drywall. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh like no. I'm talking really bad. Like it's so yeah. Grover House is in this game and is perfectly rendered. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like uh, Grover House is incredible. Everyone should go read that. But yeah, like th- this game is like truly, truly remarkable. Um, uh, I I played it um last night when it when it released and uh. Turns out it's still a flight sim, so you still got to do a lot of things like, yeah. um, like take off the parking brake and then increase the. Thr- and in my mind, my first response is throttle to hundred, please, because I want to go up in the air. <laughs> and I started, and I thought I went way too fast up, and I got like things that like alarms are going off, and people are yelling at me like you're going too fast. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm going too fast? I'm in a plane. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you can't go too fast. You'll like ruin the engine and fall out of the fucking sky. Um, and so I'm like, oh, okay. So I just press the button to turn off alarms going off. Um, <laughs> and like, I oh, my, it's a true Jeremy Sandbox experience. Oh, it's it's and like so so a lot of the controls on keyboard are like numpad controls. So zero and enter are throttle up and throttle down. Four and six are rotate. Um, eight and two are um, like a bit forward and like lift lift up the nose and raise the lo- raise the nose like i don't know i don't know what pitch in your i don't know which, which ones are what um yeah. and uh seven and nine i believe are uh the back rider so you can slightly turn your plane to like the left and right as you're flying but um it, it doesn't rotating yeah but it doesn't do it a lot because that's not how rudders work um <laughs> And so a lot of the time I'm like, oh, I need to be going right. And so I just turn my plane like sideways and I just like lift up the nose and <laughs> everything is telling me don't do that. Um, but if it works, it works. I mean, it works, but I get told off a lot um, in the game. Uh, that being said, I, um, uh, I I do plan on actually sitting down and learning the simulation aspect of that game. Um and know why some people love flight simulators because I've never played one before. Um, but yeah, it's it is a gorgeous, gorgeous looking game. It it looks absolutely outstanding, um, it, like in really shockingly outstanding for the cu- scale that it's really putting off there. Um, and yeah, I flew from I flew from Essendon Airport to Melbourne Airport <laughs> via the CBD because I wanted to see it. <laughs> How does it look? I was about to ask. How's Melbourne Town? We sure live there. Um, it looks great. It looks really, really good. I flew way too close to the Carrot River. <laughs> did you fly got, over your house? Uh, I I did, but I don't like because I've only lived here for like six months. I don't know where. Like, I wouldn't be able to look at a map immediately and tell you where I live. Yeah. Um, I'd have to have like a second window up of Google Maps and then try and match landmarks. Um, it's it's really good. I I'm still I'm still very tempted to spend four hundred dollars on a flight stick. <laughs> <laughs> it I doesn't got, feel right. I've still with got the this one from Savers that I don't use. Jeremy, you're welcome to it. Oh, no, no. Uh, well, that's what we've been playing. That was a great section. Good good conversation there. Thank you for including me in the Red Dead conversation. Uh, <laughs> I I appreciate the efforts and lengths that you went to. um we're gonna head to the break right now and we'll come back with the news just after it 
But before we go to the news after that, before that, we will talk about June's Question Corner, which we'll also talk about after the break. June, what is the question for this week? Which game would you like to see adapted into a movie? I feel ah. like, was there any more to that question or was that it? I think that was I think it. So I think we would have written it down. Yeah. Uh, did you cool. hear that Firewatch is going to be a movie? Is what? it? Really? Yeah. That, that, I did not that, hear that. that they've, they've shopped Firewatch off to become a movie. Anyway, that's um, that's terrifying. A quick aside. I don't. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, watch the they'd end probably... of that movie being the main guy kissing Delilah. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say they'd probably make the mistake of casting Delilah or showing mm. Delilah. Yeah. Ugh, anyway. anyway. <laughs> uh, all, all, all this and more after the break. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been wondering about different movies that could be adapted into games. Also talking about random things we've seen in Kingdom Hearts and why it really doesn't look that good at all. Not related to the question. Not at all related to the question. June, what my, is the question for the week? Uh, which game would you like to see it adapted into a movie? Someone else needs to go first because I've been sitting here for 20 minutes and I got nothing. <laughs> Jeremy, you go. God of War, the new one. Oh. Only because... And I didn't really... You're right, Jeremy. Like I was surprised. Game. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think I've said on the podcast, I, and if not, I've... Actually, I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I don't particularly like that game that much. It's mm. like, I think the combat's good, but I think the story is not good. Um... That's a topic for another time. It's got nothing to do with the story that about this movie that I want to be made. It's the fact that the entire God of War game from beginning to end, the camera never cuts. Yeah. Um, that entire game is one long, one long shot. Um, uh, and the entire game is very like, it's, it's over quite a small period of time. Well, I mean, the, the entire game's length is how long it takes you to beat the game. Um, so like from mission to area to like, quiet moment to action moment to dialogue moment all that stuff it's all it's all in real time um there's never a speed up moment and uh they honestly do a, a quite a good job at hiding loading screens um because of that um and i would like i like it like um, there are movies that have done that before um like rope from uh hitchcock which i think it was adapted from a screenplay um is probably the most famous one. Um, they like those movies exist. Um, uh, Hardcore Henry is another one, um, which is entirely first person. Um, but like Hardcore Henry does it like a sort of like a different way. Um, anyway, Gary, you look cool. like you need to go. <laughs> just just keep going. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait. Gary <laughs> <laughs> <Carrie> smells. Gary <laughs> 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 stinks. Yeah, so that's why I think it should be a movie. Um, <laughs> you can have fun listening to that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I like movies that do like one long cut. It's like my favorite part of the Avengers movies when they have like that long tracking shot. Um, and the entire God of War game would be like a really cool tracking shot if they were to make that a movie. Um, that's a good response. Also, yeah, and also make the story not bad and like really like offensively bad sometimes. I don't think you're right about the story for God of War. I think you missed the point of the story of God of War, but um, I think that's I think a good we should. I also think the movie should include more than one women character that's alive. Yes, 
That's a good idea. Yeah. I, uh, I, God of War's one take was kind of ruined for me by, like, if you die in that game, it goes to a black screen, and then you start at the checkpoint. Like, yeah. Like, it just, it's just kind of like, and, like, it, when you do the fast travel in that game, it's, like, white screen, and then, like, world between worlds, and then you go through the door, and it's, like, white screen, and then where you wanted to go. And so I just, like, I, that it was a one-track thing for me. It was, like, it didn't feel like it. I don't know. I, I didn't, like, the, the I, I saw through the magic, like, too much. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is just a game. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. It is like it, it. It is very obvious when it is a game, and that's I think also like limitations of tech. Um, but like PS Five. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that's my answer. Yeah. Cool. You got one, Gary. In that time, I thought of one and then forgot it. Cool. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. June. Um. My answer is not as exciting as that. I don't think. Um, uh, Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, cowboy movies are good. How many? What do you think the they could do in months? the movie that they weren't a- that they haven't been able to do in the game? Mm. <laughs> That's not part of the question. Don't make me think about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I've been really into uh, the Terror, AMC's The Terror recently. I think I said that last time as well. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe Oprah Din as a movie would be cool, but then I feel like it would take away from uh, the point of the game. It wouldn't be as good because you wouldn't be the one finding out all that stuff. Yeah. Um, or like other horror games that could be good movies. Like, I guess Until Dawn already plays like a movie, so it doesn't really count either. Um, Resident Evil 7. Yeah, that could that could be good as a movie. That could be good. That could be good. Silent Hill. I mean, they've they've made Resident they, Evil Silent Hill that? movies though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resident Evil movies aren't good, right? Hey, you take you're the back. you're the one that's watched them, right? I've watched all of them. Yeah. Um. I had a great time watching every single one of them, apart from one of them. Yeah, but is yeah, it, but not because like they were a good. Marvel's movies. Avengers, like this is like not relevant that it's a Resident Evil movie. Like, this is just like shameless, like. Movie oh no! Like that, they divert from the story of the of the like of the movie of of the games. Um, they adapt things, um, but the movies themselves are like just bad and like really poorly acted and really poorly written. But they're a lot of fun. I don't know. Um, she jumps in the air and slow-mo kicks a dog in every single one of those movies. Like, literally every single one. They do a shot where she jumps up in her, like, really, like, skin-tight clothing and kicks a dog. And it's, like, a point of every one of those movies that she does that. It, and it rules okay. seven times. Well, we don't need a Resident Evil movie, then. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my answer. Which, which okay. Red Dead? Red Dead. <laughs> Red Dead. And who, and and you want it to be Red Dead too, or do you want it to be like Ooh. Red Dead Redemption the movie? Maybe it could be the story of Red Dead too, but like from like John's perspective or something. <laughs> John, that'd really? Yeah, I don't know. Is John your favorite character? No. <laughs> John Marston. Um. Yeah. Hmm? Shake it up a bit. Okay. Now my final question is: Who would you get to play John? Oh. <laughs> Ask me again next week. 
Jensen Ackles. <laughs> ew. <laughs> it's Jared Padalecki, isn't it? No, ew. He's too buff. John's pretty buff. He's too, like, no. John is too weedy. Also, yeah. not as tall. Like, he's scrawny. Yeah. Like, he's thin because he doesn't eat much kind of scrawny. You I know? already have my Jared Padalecki cowboy content coming at the end of the year, so it's fine. Yeah, but you say that as if you wouldn't want to see either of them in that big red, like, toddler onesie that they wear when they go to bed. <laughs> the, what is it, the, the, the suit. What is it called? I don't know. It's, it's um, the, it's the suit with me. the bum flap so they can shit yeah. without taking it off. <laughs> two gold. Carrie got an answer yet? I got two. I remember two. both of my answers. It's a union suit. It's a union suit. There we go. That's union suit. No wonder you forgot it. That sounds so generic. <laughs> um, my answers. <laughs> Celeste. <laughs> I would watch that movie because the story of that game is excellent and the journey of that game is excellent and I wouldn't necessarily need to see... Like, I don't think... Like, I could watch all of the cutscenes or dialogue sections of that game and that would take me like an hour and a half or whatever. And that would be fantastic. I would have a great time. I think the story of Celeste lends itself well to that kind of thing. Um, it's it's small, it's intimate, uh, and it's it's lovely. Who did um, you get to play Celeste? Okay, Celeste is the name of the mountain. Jeremy? Oh, I've forgotten. Sorry. Her name's Madeline? That's right. God. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know actors enough. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not that worried about it. It's just like I would sit. I would watch a Celeste movie. I would watch the plot of Celeste, played by people who I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, the other one I thought of that could be cool was Tacoma. Kind of adapted. So Tacoma is interesting because you've got those like six sections of the space station and each of them have the holographic like replay of what happened in in that section of the space station and at different mm. times but it does mean that you you you're stuck as the as the observer following the different threads throughout the space station finding the different events that happen and kind of joining the dots yourself and i would love to see something like that where you are maybe still there's still a central character who's on the ship and they're there to find out what happened. Um, and they get lost in the reconstruction of the of each event in each one. And sort of, I feel like they could play with it with a different audio design and with a more curated visual perspective. Um, you know, getting sucked into a different storyline and seeing different details in the background and getting absorbed and kind of forgetting which point in time you are because you still have that puzzle of figuring out what happened in what order to who, who felt what way about someone else. Um, there wouldn't be any of that. There wouldn't be as much of that, um, like environmental storytelling or like picking up notes or anything like that. But I think that could be really cool. Hmm. Um, I just you, thought of another, oh, sorry. Okay. Well, I was just going to say quickly on Tacoma, would you want the main character to, Because I think I would want the main character to do this to watch like one of the like watch a recording back of the, of like a, a section, 
and then have to go over and then watch that same recording again from a different perspective? Would you want them to actually include that mechanic in the like not not as much as you do it in the game, obviously, because the movie's only like yeah, like like that would be a really cool part of like the first section where they're introducing that whole thing to us as the viewer, right? It'd be mm. like, oh, that's how this observer is trying to go through and reconstruct what happened. Um, but it would be cool to then be allowed as the viewer from like the director's point of view, I guess, to like be taken like a different path to the observer and be show like an extra detail and or like follow a story so closely and it like ties in really neatly with something else. Like if there's this chain of like, there's like six people there, right? And there's this chain of people that all talk to each other in this kind of loop and it all makes sense all at once. And then it kind of loops or like you go from seeing the observer to seeing the first thing they observe and then you follow them beat for beat. You don't see the observer throughout that whole section. It's just the, like the intensity of that story, like it, maybe it's a particularly intense moment. Yeah. And that the intensity of the replay follows you through and you follow that the replays all throughout the section until you come back to the observer in the middle and then and they're like, whoa, that was intense. Like that could be a cool like shot, you know, and you don't, you, you can't get something like that in the game because the whole time you're like, all right, WASD, look around the corner. Oh, look, a collectible. Oh, look, a shower curtain. What's over here? Hang on, pause that. Okay, replay. Oh, what's that? You know, like... Mm. Hmm. When's the next full um, bright game coming out? They should they should make another one of those. Sorry, June, you go. My my other I just thought of another answer. Uh, I was thinking about The Witcher and I thought wait they've already done The Witcher, but like what if Dragon Age Dragon oh. Age World but in a in like a Witcher T V show but done well. Mm. Oh, I like that. Because the Dragon Age world is so expansive and like, you know, there's books and shit on it as well. I, yeah. I feel like it could be really detailed. If they did it well, but they probably wouldn't. It's like a TV show. That's a really good idea. Because I was yeah. one of my original thoughts was like, oh, maybe a Witcher movie. And I was like, no, they did the TV show. Did, like, yeah. and it started as a book. Like, I feel like that yeah. that has reached cross media like um, saturation. <laughs> um, uh, but Dragon Age, I think that's a great idea. They would have to do it well, though. Otherwise, I would be very upset about it. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, you, know, you want next? Game of Thrones exists. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones is too sad. Dragon Age doesn't have to be sad. Um, you want next Four Nights question? Yes, please. Yes. Um, <laughs> which gaming, <laughs> which gaming franchise would you like to see end? Just terminated. Just yeah, deleted. Enough. I really like that one. That one. That's good fun. <laughs> It's like, what are you sick of? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I know my answer. Yeah, I have a, I have a gut, gut re-answer. I want to, I, I want to know what I come up with when I actually think about the question, though. That'll be interesting. My answer is kind of mean. <laughs> 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 I need to write it down though, because I'm gonna forget it. I, I sometimes do that in the document. It's just like acronyms. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way to. Uh, Anyway, I'll figure out a way to type it. Yeah. You can set yourself like an alarm for two weeks from now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so we've got a little bit of news to go through. Um, uh, some of it's a bit wordy, so we're going to be reading a few things to sort of like keep people up to date with the comings and goings of what's happening um, in terms of what we talk about. Um, what do you think we should open with here, Jeremy? Probably the Fortnite stuff, right? Yeah, probably. Um, okay, so 
last Friday, Friday the furiously looks up the date, uh, 14th of August. Oh, I was Friday Australia time. It might have been Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or it was the other Friday and I saw it on the Saturday. End of last week. <laughs> um, Fortnite. You know, Fortnite, the biggest game in the world at the moment. Did a did something that they haven't done before, which is uh, permanently dropped the price of their V Bucks currency. But, but the that way was they did when it happened, yeah. Pardon? That was Thursday, Thursday when it happened. Yeah. Cool. So the way they the way that they did that is they were doing that in a way that cut um, Google and Apple on their storefronts out of the percentage cut that they normally get for um, transactions that go through their marketplace. Um, only game transactions. Oh, is it thirty percent for game transactions? That's I what... believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like you can, like you can do like uh, Netflix subscriptions and um, subscriptions for like newspapers and stuff. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure Apple don't take that same cut. I believe it's only games. Okay, for like uh, microtransactions, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Apple. Yeah, Epic dropped their V Bucks currency price by. Cutting Apple and Google out of their their cut of the microtransaction uh, transaction, um, and so when this happened, people were like, "Oh wow, that's so interesting." Um, that like the next day, uh, Fortnite was removed from the App Store on <laughs> both Apple on both iOS and Android. I'm pretty sure. Um, so let's just see. It was removed. But it was removed from the Apple store and google play store for violating its terms of service um the same now it's also important to note that that discount for the v bucks is still being used across other consoles um so well, pc and uh, xbox switch ps4 did they discount it on ps4 as well yeah 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 it is it's really? on, on, on pc and consoles even uh-huh. although the console manufacturers there are still taking their cut so they mm. haven't taken sony or xbox to task but i don't know maybe it's a yet <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they can only have um, they can only have the lawsuit against the two biggest companies right now. <laughs> totally. So then Apple came out with a statement. It's pretty wordy. Um, and then, like literally hours after, like two or three hours after Apple took their um, took Fortnite off the store, um, Epic came in with this lawsuit that was, you know, a lawsuit amount of length like it was a fully prepared thing like they knew what was happening mm. like this is sort of like a like a chess game like you know people are seeing three moves ahead kind of a deal um and epic came out with a complaint against apple in the u.s district court of california over its 30 percent cut on the sale of apps on the app store um and so to just sort of give you guys some of the some more of the pertinent details here we're just going to read from uh rebecca valentine's article from gamesindustry.biz this one is from uh, the article titled Fortnite removed from App Store after it dodges Apple's rule on direct payments. So what have we got here? Uh, this is about the complaint that they placed. So the complaint continues. They had this whole emotional start. And then it says, the complaint continues by accusing Apple of anti-competitive conduct by forcing developers to lose a 30% cut to its store and use Apple's in-app payment options, as well as suffering little or not at all from potential competitors. Since, quote, mobile device customers face significant switching costs and lock into the Apple iOS ecosystem, which serves to perpetuate Apple's substantial market power, unquote. Epic maintains it is not seeking monetary compensation from the court for injuries, but rather wants injunctive relief to allow fair competition for all third-party app developers across the App Store by stopping Apple from taking its 30% cut. 
So that's a that's a that's a wrinkle to the whole thing there. This was updated today. Um, there have been sort of different grounds as this has developed. Um, so a second um, article, again from Rebecca Valentine from GamesIndustry.biz. This one's titled "Apple Terminating Epic Developer Accounts and Tools Access." So for those who don't know, Epic creates the Unreal Engine, which is the basis for a lot of games across mobile and console. Um, so I'm just going to read from the snippets we've got here. In a tweet today from the official Epic Games news account, the company said it was filing a motion for a temporary restraining order against Apple to prevent it from cutting off its development access, which Apple apparently plans to do on August 28th. Um, in its notice, Epic attests that this action by Apple would cause irreparable harm to Epic including cutting off future development and updates on Unreal Engine for the platform, preventing developers making apps on Unreal from having access to newer versions, forcing them to move to other engines. Um, so it's very dense. It's a very big thing that's happening. There's a lot of details. It's kind of evolving day by day at the moment. I mean, um, there's, there's a lot of things there, which is like... There's a lot of stupid things. Like, like there's... In between all of that, a minute after they they submitted the first lawsuit, they put out an ad, which is a takeoff of an Apple ad from the end, from the eighties or nineties about Microsoft being like Big Brother and uh, and they did it, which is a takeoff of nineteen eighty four. And Apple put out this ad a minute later, so it means they already have it prepared. Um, either, by the way, I couldn't I couldn't even imagine the conversation between the higher ups and the animators at Epic being like, "You want me to create what?" Um, yeah. Uh, I think also, they they played fails. the ad in Fortnite. <laughs> That's right. They played the ad in game, which is just fucking wild and such a like such a like that that and they had like the 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 hashtag free Fortnite, which is a load of garbage. Um, like they they've started and used that hashtag. Like that's the it, thing that's wild. T- Tim Sweeney's out there tweeting it, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like you stop fucking weaponizing fan bases, you idiot. Um, you're not the underdog here. You just want some of your other like, but like, not that I agree with the thirty percent cut. I think that's bad, um, because I I I think the the only reason they can the only reason Google are doing that thirty percent cut is because Apple is taking that 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 thirty percent cut, and the only reason Apple are doing that thirty percent cut is because they can dominate, like they can control that entire ecosystem. You can't you, you can't easily at least sideload apps onto a onto an iPhone, um, yep. like you can onto an Android. Um, but like you know, Epic just want more of their billions um, as opposed to less of their billions. I don't think they act. I don't think they actively care about uh, other developers who might have got um, you know a hundred thousand dollars as opposed to seventy thousand dollars for their yeah. entire development for their game. Um, Epic is making so much money at the moment that they can afford to give consumers and uh, developers a better cut, and that gives them so much good PR to be the good guys, to be the people who are giving back to the developers and to be the people who are giving back to the consumers. But like at the end of the day, they're still making millions and millions of dollars off of other people's work just for the privilege to distribute it. And I reckon that's what they're gunning for here. I reckon they want to open the Epic Game Store on iOS and on Google Play and take their own cut. That's what I think they're trying to do. I I will say I am glad that they did include the wording um so this is from uh the games industry article um it does say allow fair competition for all third-party app developers across the app store by like it's not they haven't specifically made it about epic um which is good 
I yeah. I hope if Apple do offer them a deal, they can say no in terms of like offer exclu- Epic exclusively a deal. Um, I don't think that, that I think that would be bad, and I think that would go against everything that they're trying to say that they're standing for. Um, I would have that very carefully as well. Um, I think that I think that Apple ad that free Fortnite ad misses the point of a lot of things. Uh, specifically, I think it also maybe the biggest. Um, uh, maybe the bis- the biggest misread of what their target audience is because their target audience is like nine to fifteen, um, and yeah. n- like we weren't alive when that ad came out, um, so that's really odd. <laughs> I, I think that that ad was more meant to be poking fun at the people who work at Apple who have worked there a long time, um, but I don't know how well that ad. Like, I think that ad kind of came and went in terms of, like, its well, value. The thing with that ad is that it ties into the opening line of the lawsuit they filed. Like, I've just got a snippet of it here. Let me read it out. Like, it's so emotional and emotive. It says, today, Epic Games... No, wrong one. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, oh, this thing doesn't have the start of it in there. Uh, I'll cut this out. No, no, it's fast forward, to, fast forward to 2020 and Apple has become what it once rallied against, the behemoth seeking to control markets, block vision and stifle innovation, blah, 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 oh, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. That's it's one of the of- start of it, yeah. They, they, yeah. Open it, they open it even more grandiosely saying like, in the 1980s, Apple used to stand for, for, for the little guy and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And now they are the evil guy and it's been this incredible, like, you know, it's like we're starting the... It's like the start of a Dark Souls game, you know, and you get that opening cinematic that, like, doesn't mean anything because they're talking about dates and places and names you haven't heard of, and it's like, okay, I guess they're the bad guys. Like, I think like I, I think they talk about that in the Google one as well because they mentioned Google's original um, original company slogan, which was, don't be evil, um, uh, which, shockingly, they removed. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I, I th- this is like, a, these are billionaires fighting each other for, like, capital um Hmm. and i'm not here for um the abuse that it's going to mean a lot of people who are just doing a job like a nine to five not million dollar salary job are going to receive um in terms like you know i not that i think they've ever been very prolific but you know i'm sure they are i'm sure they're well trained and get like at least uh some work to do whoever runs apple social media teams are sure going to have a time in the next couple months um totally june what's your What's so your rate of developers? This? What's my rate of this? Um, I don't think I really have an, a, a different opinion. Yeah. It's sure is. That's how it be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, ha- I hadn't heard about this until, until today. So yeah. um, it's interesting to... It feels like two very rich babies <laughs> fighting each other. <laughs> I think that's a really good way to describe it. Um, I think it's also worth pointing out the timing of all of it because Apple, uh, um, there's currently like an antitrust uh, investigation happening in Europe against Apple um, regarding that 30% cut as well. Um, this This is absolutely like a war on all fronts in terms of like, this was, this was not like a, like they had this ad ready well before, they had put in this payment option because it was it was an it was an attack because when they put in the payment option they had they had both options there so you could choose which one you wanted they had direct um, epic payment 
and Apple's um, uh, like Apple's in-app purchase as well. Um, and they both listed what each other was. Apple was, you know, $15 and Epic was like $12 or whatever it was. Like they had them both too so that the user can compare them and say, well, obviously I'm going to go with the other one, aren't I? Um, yeah. So that happens when you make the biggest <laughs> game Jeremy's in the just world. shrugging over and over. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah. B- billionaires. It, yeah, like it is like that's what it is in the at the end. It's 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 million like yeah, billionaires just getting into a billionaire slap fight. Like um I think that's a really good point, Jeremy, that there's gonna be a lot of people who aren't making millions or billions of dollars who aren't even making like hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, they're just they're just, you know, making their way through the world who are gonna get a lot of flack mm. for this. And I think that's um like you said, it's dangerous of Epic to have weaponized their fan base like that. But um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm interested to see how this shakes out. I can't think how any of this is going to be good for anyone because ultimately either one evil company is going to benefit, not evil, but like, let's let's just say one monopolistic. What am I trying to say? One. <laughs> Choose your words carefully or else we're going to be. Yeah, exactly. That's what, I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> one monolithic company that prints money is either going to start printing more money and the other one's going to print less or the other way around. Like, like it, this, neither of this, like, I don't think any of this is going to solve world hunger. None of this is going to start affecting climate change, like, or like there's like, or racial injustice. Like none of this is going to change anything. We're just watching like, you know what I'm saying? This doesn't, this doesn't change any of the big, important like issues of the world today. I mean, Sorry, sorry, I just want to back up for a moment. Were you expecting Fortnite to do that? <laughs> no, no, I don't. It's just... <laughs> it's just like... Tim Sweeney, save racism when? <laughs> Stop racism when? Save racism, Christ. Cut that save bit. racism. It's um, just like, if we, if we, you know, we look at this and we go, oh, wow, this is big for the industry. And then I think about it, I'm like, man, this is nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, that has the potential to become something. Um, if, for example, they do, uh, like, if if they do get third party app developers to have a larger cut, or at least do it by a a case by case basis, I think. Um, th- I mean, this was the same argument that Apple had against Steam um, when they like, but it wasn't not explicitly Steam, but like they just offered their alternative. Um, where they said to developers, like, you can have, a, like, a larger cut if you put it on our app store. Um, and they uh, and they also, like, did exclusiv- exclusivity deals with other games as well. There, there's, there's millions of articles about that elsewhere if you want further reading about that. But having that opportunity to give developers more, more of a reason to go onto their app, uh, their marketplace for more money for themselves, which is, you know, the price of their labor, the price of their licensing deals or whatever um i think that's a good thing it is a good thing um and if it gets apple to reduce their price um like their cut rather then i think that is a good outcome for all Mm. um the interesting thing i read was that because steam is still very very popular um and i don't think steam weaponized their fan base even though the weaponize, even even though their fan base already weaponized themselves against Epic Games Store because people are stupid, yeah. Um, but I think, unfortunately, 
because Steam has not really suffered any major losses, that shows that people value that like that like some developers value Steam's marketplace as thirty percent of their potential profits. Mm. Um I think while they don't deserve it, Apple's value is obviously much higher because there's no alternative. Um so Apple have a much Apple have the upper hand here. Um I don't know how this is gonna shake out. I have no idea how this is gonna end because Fortnite will end up back on the App Store at some point. Totally. And this could take it could take years, honestly. Like it could take so long. Like like because yeah. the thing is these are the companies that can afford to go to court and pull up every single loophole in the book to try to make their argument be the one that wins. So who knows how long this is gonna take. Yeah, like I think I think the worst case scenario is Epic get an exclusive deal for like a specific amount for their cut. Um, and mm. they go back on the app store and then stop caring. Um, totally. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, so yeah, watch this space. I guess um, we've got a few other ones here. I, I'm not as familiar with these ones, Jeremy. Do you want to? Do you want to take the lead? Uh, yeah. So um, uh, this is reading from an Ars Technica article um, titled. EA shareholders say no to massive proposed raises for executives. Um, a significant majority of Electronic Arts shareholders voted against a company's executive compensation plans late, late last week. This is from uh, the 12th, so it's about two weeks ago now. Um, the vote follows a pressure campaign from activist investor groups against what they see as executive bonuses for executives at... Ex- sorry, excessive bonuses for executives at the company. Right. Um, Basically, what it was is that the the rejected payment plan included a proposed $21.37 million total compensation for the CEO, Andrew Wilson, in the 2020 fiscal year, up from $18.3 million in 2019. So-called say-on-pay votes rarely fail, but when put before shareholders of major publicity-held companies, a recent Harvard Business School study showed well below 3% of such votes failing in the last decade or so. And while the results of the vote aren't binding on the company's board of directors, they would have to overrule a full 74% of the company's voting <laughs> shares that rejected the pay plan. So basically what it means is that the CEO of EA wanted a lot more money than what he was currently getting, even though he was already getting a very, very large amount of money. And the over, uh, over 74% of the people voting, so shareholders who have a stake in EA's profitability, said no. Um <laughs> That's just an obscene amount of money, and that's an obscene amount more money than he already wanted. Totally. Um, Can you imagine getting eighteen point three million dollars a year and asking for more? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it, it says here while Wilson's while Wilson's uh, salary was two hundred times the median employee salary. That's compared. Jesus. Like, uh, that's compared to an average CEO to median worker ratio of. Uh, 261 to 1 and it's got where that information came from which is AFL-CIO um, he's making over 200 times the amount of the standard EA worker and he wanted 21 million dollars <laughs> extra I'm glad, 
I'm glad the shareholders said no. I wonder why it is that votes like that normally don't get overruled. I wonder if this one was just particularly egregious. <laughs> I think I think it was just particularly egregious. Um, uh, in the article that that I that I spoke about, they also spoke about um, uh, Blizzard, uh, Activision's, um, the same thing, except that one went through. Um, uh, that was uh, Cocktick. He got uh, what was it? He got nearly $30 million compensation um, and he makes 319 times the median salary at Activision Blizzard. Um, Jesus. Uh, you know, money stays at the top. This is just wealth accumulation. Cap- capitalism sucks and this is awful. And I, 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 I've said this before that I think it's, I, I think it's very obvious that I have to keep reminding myself that um, Andrew Wilson uh, used to be an Aussie game dev. Um, because you never see him around the Australian game dev scene, and I think that's a damn shame, um, especially since some of the hardships that the Australian game dev scene has had to go through. Um, that's not to say that EA doesn't have, um, like, uh, uh, what's the word, like a, a presence in Australia, like they do. Um, Fire Monkeys is a studio in Melbourne, for example. Um, but, like, this man's making so much money, um, some of that money... A lot of a lot of that money could be put towards where he got his roots, right, right, or like his his personal roots rather. I think it's a mm. it's a shame when you don't give back to the community. Yeah, Bezos. Bezos. I know he's rich. He is rich. See, it all it all links <laughs> together, Jeremy. You know, make ends meet. You know. Are all our uh, news articles this week about rich people wanting more money? I think so. <laughs> I think so. There was also something I didn't put in here, but uh, there has been a bit of a ruckus about um, Rocksteady. Their games are finally being announced uh, this coming week. And there was a call about how in 2018, a letter was written by the female staff of the company. I think it was like 10 out of 16 of their female employees wrote about how it was a completely inappropriate place for them to work and the stuff that they'd um, experienced. And that the other thing was that if they left the company, they wouldn't be credited for their work on the game that they're about to announce. So a lot of them had to stay. Um, and the, and like the company just did like a one, one hour training session for all employees. And that was it. So what do you mean? That, they, so, that, 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 that solved sexism. That solved misogyny. <laughs> they did it. They signed the certificates that said that, they were there yeah christ i mean that tracks <laughs> it, it tracks with their um depiction of uh of of characters in the arkham games being so sexualized like poison ivy and catwoman and stuff like that hmm. oh dear <laughs> um and then did you want to talk about oculus jeremy Oh yeah, um, Oculus today announced that uh, you will now have to sign into a Facebook account if you want to use your Oculus Rift, and that they're going to be retiring Oculus accounts, um, which is very bad because Facebook is very bad and has made me now. I can see my Oculus Rift over in the corner of my room. Um, that thing's going to stay off until someone makes custom firmware. Um, oh, uh, I that sucks and also goes against what um, uh, Palmer Lucky who founded Oculus, um, said when he sold it to them. Uh, I believe the exact quote was, 
Uh, you will know. Oh, fuck. Let me, hang on. If I, now I've said the exact quote. Now I've got to find the exact quote. The exact quote. <laughs> I saw it earlier. Awesome. Yeah, I know. So did I. Palmer Lucky. Um, he said, which is a comment on Reddit, so it's still there. I guarantee that you won't need to log into your Facebook account every time you want to use the Oculus Rift. Well, ba -bow, you do. And that sucks. <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of people are very upset about that. I've seen people already... I mean, you know, this is what every time a company does anything somebody doesn't like, there's always someone immediately selling their stuff, saying, like, fuck you to the company or whatever. Um, but there's, a, there's been a lot of people who are also very high-profile people in the industry going, like, no, nah, this is bad, don't do this. Um, I mean, yeah, this makes complete fucking sense because Facebook is awful. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this is going to, like, way to... Way to be the leading uh, face in a company and now no one ever wants to use your product again. Totally. I mean, Palmer Lucky left Oculus, didn't he? Did he leave? I think he's still there, but he's not, like, front-facing since he did all that really gross Trump stuff. What was the quote? This is the one that I seen on Twitter. It's like, Oculus continues to promise that Facebook integration will never be mandatory. Is that an old <laughs> quote? Obviously. I, 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 I'm not familiar with that one, but that would also be very funny. Yeah. There is another. There, there's another Palmer Lucky one here saying, uh, "A few examples below, so people won't make up their own version of what I actually said." I guarantee you won't need to log into Facebook account every time you want to use Oculus Rift. You will not need a Facebook account to use or develop for the Rift. That, I promise. Um, I I just found something from CNPs, CNBC, uh, and the article reads: Oculus founder says he quote got fired from Facebook, suggesting a pro-Trump donation was to blame. Right. Okay. That's right. So he isn't there anymore. Um, that was that was mid twenty nineteen. That's right. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that company. <laughs> Good goodbye, Oculus Quest. Goodbye, Oculus Quest. The best VR headset on the market. <laughs> I've seen people in the subreddit already talk about custom firmware. So like, hopefully, it won't take too long before I can use that device again. Um, Maybe if anyone's going to stomp it down, though, it'd be Facebook. Yeah, but you can sideload already. You can already sideload games onto that thing um, oh, okay. by just like it. There's only so much you can do, right? You never need internet. To, you never need internet to play the Oculus. In terms of like, I can just connect it to my computer for it to be a VR headset. Yeah. If someone makes a custom firmware that like I can just load on and then disable internet access for my Oculus, then like, hey, that's that's so good enough for me. Fair enough. And that's it for this week's uplifting section of news. We did it. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a whirlwind uh, storm through that one, but uh, hopefully you stuck through it with us. Uh, I hope we've got better news to say next time. It'll be September by the time we're recording again. There have been rumored presentations from both xbox and sony to be happening before the end of the month so if it's going to happen it'll be happening in the next couple of weeks i sure hope it does but i doubt it um god could you imagine if we could talk about the release date and specs and price of the consoles in the next coming weeks you mean the ones that are supposed to come out in two months or three yeah months? those ones <laughs> i would love to have that conversation but uh the uh, microsoft and sony are still playing chicken so we'll see about that um, in the meantime, whether they've announced something or not, we'll be here in a couple of weeks talking about whatever we've been playing and whatever has been happening in the two weeks from between now and then. 
you can find that the this podcast that you're listening to, the Minimap Cast at minimap.com.au. Um, we tweet about it from the Minimap account, so that's at minimapau. Um, we individually also tweet about things from time to time. I <laughs> recently tweeted a picture of a celery. Uh, like a stalk so, of celery? No, like I got this big one from the supermarket, right? I ordered <laughs> online and it arrived. And this thing is like as big as like Arnold Schwarzenegger's bicep. Like the whole, th- it's so big. Okay. If you want to see that and more, yeah. <laughs> you can follow me at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Uh, June, where, where can they follow you on Twitter? June is J-N underscore E-S-S. Jeremy? Uh, you can follow me at Obi-Wan Jez, where I frequently tweet about the random things my dad calls me to tell me about over the phone, including most recently, he called me so he could li- so I could listen to him laugh at Snuggies commercials. <laughs> Snuggies. That's fun. That's a nice moment to share with you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 um, Jeremy and I... Uh, I keep messing up your name. Jeremy and I have also both been streaming more since we've been um, unable to work. Uh, so you can follow our Twitter. Um, we'll be tweeting about it there when we go live. If you want to know more about that, um, we're raising money for the Starlight donation. Donate at minimap bit.ly forward slash minimap donate. For yes, and that's for game changers, and all donations are going towards the Starlight Children's Foundation Australia. Uh, they help six kids, like really, really, really sick kids, do cool things like, like, like and get better. Sick kids. Fully sick. Yeah, Thorpey's really involved. Um, <laughs> once again, thanks to Shook for letting us use uh, your music, the Moog Model D improv. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Thorpey? <laughs> yeah, Thorpey <laughs> says it's fully sick. That's where it comes from. What? Are you sure?